we're going to study a special theme. Life everlasting. On death, dying, and the future hope. What does the Bible say about these things? Is there a hope for us? We know somebody is dead, dead. We can't do anything about it. But the Bible tells us there will be a resurrection of the dead. There will be everlasting life for some of us. For some. There's a ticket to heaven for everlasting life. And we are going to discover this ticket. Grace be with you and peace from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. We're going to study the biblical theme, life everlasting, on death, dying, and the future hope. Lesson 5, Resurrections Before the Cross, so before Jesus was crucified. Our memory text for this week from John chapter 11, verses 25 and 26. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me, even if he dies, will live. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die forever. Do you believe this? The Resurrection of Moses No one else has written so much in the Bible as Moses. He was a busy, busy, busy writer. The five books of Moses, they are so important. In Hebrew called Torah. So it is something which... Is, is the, the foundation for everything. There we have how creation came into being. And because of this, Moses is a very, very special person in the Old Testament. He is one of the greatest, a star of God. And even he had to die. And what's so surprising, he died about 1,500 years before Christ came as a human being to this planet. And in Luke chapter 9, we read from verse 28 onwards. And it came to pass, about an eight days after these sayings, he took Peter and John and James and went up into a mountain to pray, a group of four. And as he prayed, the fashion of his countenance was altered and his raiment was white and glistering. So Jesus appeared with the radiance of light. And behold, and that's the next sensation, there talked with him two men 
which were, so not people of, of this age. <laughs> no, Moses and Elias. That they came there, out of the blue, just they were there. <laughs> Imagine Moses died 1,500 years before Elias, Elias um, 800 years before that, and they were there, alive, being there, talking with Jesus, who appeared in glory and spoke of his disease, which he should accomplish at Jerusalem. They speak about the crucifixion, which will be in a short time. So when, when we read this, we think, Moses and, and Elias, they, they appeared there on the scene. But, okay, Elias, he, he went to heaven without ever dying. So he was transformed into heaven as a person living. But Moses died. And we hear the Lord buried him. Moses was alone on the peak of the mountain range. Nobody was there. And nobody found his grave, of course. <laughs> because something special happened. He died and was resurrected afterwards. So these two are very, very special. Moses and Elias. Two Old Testament cases for resurrection. We heard about Elias appearing together with Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration and Moses too. So these two, Moses and Elias, they stand for a certain group of people. Moses is the one who stands for those who die as believers, and when Jesus returns with all his angels, then all those sleeping people in the, in the kingdom where all the dead are gathered together, the believers of these dead people, they will be resurrected like Moses. And Elias, Elias stands for those who are still alive when Jesus returns to this planet and they will be transformed without ever having died. And this a liar, he hmm, did something very, very special. We read in the first book of Kings, in chapter 17, that he was told by God's Spirit to go to Phoenicia. Nowadays, this is the state of Lebanon. And there, to a village where a poor widow lived with her only son. And this poor widow should 
feed him during the time of famine. And the flour in the pot and oil in the chuck, it, it continued being there all the time for three and a half years. It continued. He could eat and eat, and the widow and her son as well. But then this son died. And Elijah got the power from God to resurrect this boy. He lived again. And the successor of Elijah, Eliza, the prophet, he met a couple, a rich couple in Shunem, and the wife of this house, she, she had a, a special attitude towards God. And she said to her husband, Well, this prophet, he needs a place to rest. We want to erect another story in our building, in our house, so that he has a room when he comes to us, that he can sleep there. We will put in a bed and a chair and a lamp so that he can be there. Well, the husband did it. And next time when Eliza came with his servant, they could be there. But this rich woman, she had no child at all. And because of her kindness, Elijah prayed, and she got a son. But after some time, he died. And Eliza, through the power of God, resurrected him. Both Elijah and Eliza resurrected a young boy from death. Great. The son of the widow of Nain. When I was in Israel, I went by car, the motorway. Suddenly I saw a sign, Nain. Oh, it's still the same. The same village, the same name. 2,000 years ago it was called Nain. And it's the same today. I was surprised. 2,000 years passed by just as nothing. It's still the same name. And Jesus, with a lot of people, came close to this village. And out of the village, uh, a lot of people followed a young dead person. They wanted to go to the graveyard to bury him. And the widow... The mother of this young person, she wept and wept. And outside the city walls, the two groups met. Jesus with all the people from this side and the people going to this graveyard on the other side. And then I meet. And Jesus gets sight of this widow, weeping, weeping, weeping. Then he steps up to the 
dead person lying there in this sackcloth and those who carry him they stop going walking Jesus touches the dead person and what's what's going on we we're going to read that in Luke 7 we read In verse, in Luke 7, verse 13, And when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her, this widow, and said unto her, Weep not. <laughs> Weep not. Why not? We can't understand such a sentence. She has lost her only son. And Jesus says, Weep not. Yeah, because he knows the future. And he came and touched the pier, and they that bare him stood still. And he said, Young man, I say unto thee, Arise. Young man, arise. He's dead. They want to bury him. And all the people, they were very much astonished. And he that was dead said up, and began to speak. He began to speak. And Jesus delivered him to his mother. Here you are. As if this were the easiest on the world just to resurrect somebody. And there came a fear on all. A fear. They glorified God saying, that a great prophet is risen up among us, and God has visited his people. And this rumor of him went forth throughout all Judea and throughout all the region around about. It was just, yeah, it was just enormous what happened here. Jairus' daughter. When Jesus was in Capernaum, the head of the synagogue, he came. He had a problem. He was the ruler there. And when he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet. We read in Mark chapter 5, verse 20. He fell on his feet before Jesus, a ruler of a synagogue. So this was a very honored person. And besought him greatly, saying, My little daughter, she was about 12, lies at the point of death. She is just about to die. I pray you, come and lay your hands on her that she may be healed, and she shall live. And Jesus went with him. And much people followed him and thronged him. So when there is a mass of people around you, it's, it's not so easy to go on quickly. So it's, it takes time. And this daughter of, of this ruler of the synagogue, she, she's about to die. And... and 
it's uh, and slowly they move on and then a woman comes from behind touches Jesus clothes and at that moment uh, this uh, woman had an issue of blood Twelve years, and she hoped that Jesus could heal her, and it happened like this. And the moment she touched, Jesus stopped and said, "Who has touched me?" <laughs> and the disciples to say, "Well, uh, hundreds of people are around you, pushing, and uh, and you ask who touched me? Uh, they, they can't understand why why Jesus asks such a question." He says, no, it was not just touchy. It was something else. I felt that power went up from me to someone. And of course, Jesus knew who it was. And when he asked who touched me, he looked into the face of the woman. And then she confessed what had happened. And Jesus told her, your faith has healed you. But this was another hindrance of being quick there at this dying girl. And then, and then, there came from the ruler of the synagogue's house a certain person which said, we are in verse 35, your daughter is dead. Why trouble you the master any further? Finished. She's dead. But Jesus went on going there and said, She's only sleeping. And they, they laughed about this sentence. <laughs> sleeping. She was dead. And then only Peter, John, and his brother, James, they were allowed to go in there. Jesus ordered all these people to go out. Only the mother and father and the three disciples. And then he took the damsel by the hand, verse 41, and said unto her, Talitha kumi, which is being interpreted, damsel, I say unto you, Arise. And she arised. That's Jesus. Lazarus. There were three. Lazarus, Martha, and Mary. And these three, they were very friendly to Jesus and his company. So Jesus was invited whenever he was in Jerusalem to go there, to rest there, to eat there at this family. And these three brothers, the one brother and the two sisters, they were close friends of Jesus. One day Jesus was somewhere. There came a servant from these three and said, Lazarus, your friend, is very, very ill. So the idea was, come and help him. And Jesus said, he won't die. 
the servant went off. So Jesus communicated in this way, no problem, he will not die. So no need for me to come. Well, and the sisters were pleased, they had sent to Jesus, so he won't die. And then he died. Lazarus died, their brother died. This was a shock. Jesus had said he won't die, and then he died. They, they couldn't understand that. And in the meantime, Jesus said to his disciples, Lazarus is sleeping. Oh, that's good, and it will be better with him. He is dead. He died. Sleep of death. Oh. And Jesus continued walking somewhere around, and it took him four days to appear on the scene in Bethany, the village where these three lived. Now only two alive, the two sisters. And when he came there, he wanted to see the place where they had buried him. It was a special place, a big stone in front of it. And when he came there, he said, roll this stone away. But the sisters protested, no, he will already smell. We, we, we don't want the, the, the smell of our dead brother. We will come out here and no. And Jesus said, roll away the stone. Okay, they did. And then what happened then? In verse 41, John 11, they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. Nothing has been up to this point in time. And I knew that you hear me always. But because of the people which stand by, I said it that they may believe that you have sent me. This is the point. That they may believe that you have sent me, my Father. And when he thus had spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And that's what we can see on this piece of art, painting by Maximilian Janschen, Austrian artist, painting Excellent works. He likes painting. Painting scenes of the Bible. Lazarus. There he is. Just arising. Oh. It's normally impossible. Four days dead. Arising. Summary. When the son of the widow of nine was resurrected, and the son of and the daughter, the twelve-year-old daughter of the ruler of the synagogue, the scribes and Pharisees said, Well, these two that they weren't really dead, so it wasn't the resurrection. It seemed as if they were dead, but they were still alive. 
because they died and people thought they died, but, but they weren't really dead. And because of this saying, Jesus waited for four days to appear there where Martha and Mary wept because their brother had died. He waited four days. And then he resurrected Lazarus. When the sisters said, no, we don't want that this stone is taken away. We don't want it. But Jesus wanted it. He wanted to show them, I am the resurrection and the life. I can do it. In the book about Shuai, the Desire of Ages, we read on page 530. In Christ is life. Original, unborrowed, underived. Quotation from 1 John, chapter 5, verse 12. He that has the Son has life. He that believes in me, said Jesus, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Believe you this? This was said to the sisters before Lazarus was resurrected. Christ here looks forward to the time of his second coming. Then the righteous dead shall be raised incorruptible. Incorruptible. And the living righteous shall be translated to heaven without seeing death. Do you? Translated. The miracle which Christ was about to perform in raising Lazarus from the dead would represent the resurrection of all the righteous dead. Like the resurrection of Moses. By his word and his works, he declared himself the author of the resurrection. By his word and by his works. He who himself was soon to die upon the cross stood with the keys of death, a conqueror of the grave and asserted his right and power to give eternal life. So it was a proof. I am the Messiah. And what was the reaction? Some people went to the high priests and Pharisees and told them what had happened there in Bethany, that Lazarus had been risen from the dead after four days of his death. Now what did they plan now? I had a problem now. They couldn't say, oh, yeah, it wasn't that. Like the son of the widow of Nain and the daughter of the ruler of the synagogue in Capernaum. What to do now? And because of this resurrection, they decided to kill Jesus. And when they heard that many, many people from Jerusalem went out to see Lazarus, in Bethany, it wasn't far away. They wanted to kill Lazarus as well. 
And Lazarus was the one who led the ass on which Jesus sat when he entered in a triumph, Jerusalem, a few days later.